I know. And then you like <laughs> record an entire thing and they're like, oh, nope, it didn't. No. Cool. That's happened so many times. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace and the City. Today, I am so excited to be back with my beautiful and amazing friend, and former guest, and now co-host of the podcast, Phone a Friend, Hope Woodard. Hi. It's so amazing to have you back. I'm like just so grateful for you as a person and you wow. as a guest. Wow. I know. It's so crazy that like an internship brought us together. I know. And also an... an Oh, that's when I was going to wake up today. Let me just haunted party. But I'm like, as I said, I stayed up all night last night watching alt-right documentaries. But the way that I got to Talkspace was through TikTok. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, so with Kaylee. Like, and I was like, I was like an intern, like post-college, like 25-year-old intern. Like it was yeah. also kismet, I feel like, that we met. You I know, know. It, that's actually so wild to think about because I feel like a lifetime ago. And you also were sort of like making a big life change. Like you were shifting mm-hmm. from like finance to mental health. Yeah. And and when I applied, like I had already gotten into grad school. So like I had to keep that really under the wraps. You got into grad school for? For social work. Oh, wow. Way back then. Mm-hmm. So how long did you defer? At the time. <laughs> Hopefully. If anyone listening to Talkspace, sorry about this. <laughs> Um, I, so I basically decided to apply, I, my idea was like, okay, I'm going to, um, switch from finance to like apply to be, to be a therapist. Like that was in like June, July of 2020. Wow. And then, then came the like, and while I'm at it, might as well move to Austin. Totally. (laughs) And then, um, I was still working at the, the finance company where that I was at. And I was like, hey, I'll just ride this out until May. And then, like, as September came around and, like, I'll never forget, I got, like, you would get a a rating of, like, one through five Mm -hmm. on your performance review, where Mm -hmm. it was, like, three was, like, doing, like, was good. Mm -hmm. And, like, two was, like, great. Four was, like, you're not meeting expectations. And I got So one was the best and five was the worst. Yeah. And And I got got a freaking four. And they were like, also, your, your like, compensation's not going to be raised. Like, like it was, I, it was horrible. A mess. And so I was like, fuck this. Right. I am going to find a new job just for these nine months. And, like, and then I, so that's when I applied to, like, gotcha. a bunch of sales jobs. Gotcha. And the Talkspace one came up and I was like, well, this would be a freaking dream. Totally. It makes sense. And I got it. And then, like, after working there for, like, two months, I was like, okay, I want to keep doing this. So mm. then I deferred a year. Mm. Um. And I then, think yeah. like I think the defer option is so nice. It's so nice because like life happens. Yeah, totally. And it's like as we sort of were just talking about, um, like the more experience you have, I think the better off you are in grad school. Yes. I mean, what do I know? I have not been to grad school, but I just feel like it's so valuable. You, it just experience. like I think there's as much as I like shit on corporate America sometimes, all the time. Right. It 
is a valuable skill to know how to write an email, how to sure. interact, <laughs> like how to like interact with clients. How to send a Gmail invite or Gcal invite. It's kind of like. I, it should be like taught in schools if not like it's well and that was always like my thing with studying social work is I always wanted to do like the combination of social good and corporate business because when you're doing like public social work there are so many you know there's so much like yellow tape you have to get around yeah. government moves so slow no one has any money but so it's like you're so right there's so much so much that is wrong with like corporate america and business and and capitalism but it do, it it does have money to do some good hopefully yeah you exactly know what I mean? and that's what i saw with talkspace it was like oh right. my gosh it's the perfect marriage of like doing well while doing good kind yes, of a exactly thing. exactly um but yeah now here we are and i'm like in my second yeah no third third semester out of four so like oh almost three-fourths done with my grad school degree every I'm time really i meet someone who's like been to grad school or has like a master's degree or a law degree i'm just like in awe i'm it's, like no way dude it's wild to think about it doesn't feel like <laughs> i like I, I feel like i always minimize it because when people are like oh you're at columbia that's amazing i'm like no no it's, uh, just for it's, a, it's, it's for social work oh <laughs> no it's amazing you're but like such an expert uh, you're getting there get, you're closer getting to, there you're closer to being an expert i yeah i need to like tell that to my myself every morning oh to duh, like, yeah to like qualm the the imposter syndrome of course of course but oh, anyways God. so for those who don't know you or mm. like haven't listened to the episode um, that I had you on earlier this year, which you should listen to. Well, um, it's, we've come so far. Have we? Yeah, do, we have. Do you we feel have. like in... The, I'm so sorry I'm cutting you off. No, no, no. I <laughs> want to ask you that. Like, do you feel like this has flown by or do you feel like it's been a long year? Since I know it hasn't been a full year yet, but like it's been a solid 10 months, almost 11 months. It's funny because it's like both. Right. You know, like the dialectic, the as they would say, oh. in in uh, therapy. I didn't know what the di- I don't know what the dialectic uh, is. It's basically that two things could be true. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fabulous. Like, base like you you can, um, you can be, be both good and bad. Like yeah, like that. I mean, a perfect example is like, like what's going on sure, in the world of like. Sure there like can be like we can acknowledge human suffering but also ask for change kind of a thing yeah like and like acceptance and change is a big one so like ah for at least like looking back on this year on one hand i'm like well it feels like just yesterday i was sitting here like yeah i think i was like 10 days sober maybe my house was empty yeah my apartment was empty we sat on like those stools (laughs) yeah we literally sat on awful stools like and like it was like the dark times of January. And I know January in New York is tough. It's brutal, and I like was newly sober, like oh super God. depressed. <laughs> it was like the, really the beginning of your journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, you were introducing me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, and then because okay. I'm like, don't let me get. We can't get off on this yet because I know you have. Oh, oh yeah. We'll no, we'll, you know we'll dive further into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess just like. Tell me a little bit, or I guess you know, I know about you, but right. tell my listeners, where are you from? How right. old are you? Where do you currently live? Right. What do you do for work? What's your story? Oh, okay, amazing. Uh, I'm from Tennessee, small town Tennessee, um, outside of Nashville, Tullahoma, if anyone knows it. <laughs> um, I'm 27. I'll be 28 in June, which is like... It's so, so <laughs> far away, but I'm like... 
Oh God, I feel like it's going to be here so quickly. Yeah, 28 is a big one. Uh, my, I can speak for that. Because my birthday is in June, it's like, it's so, I'm like, okay, I'm halfway there. Like January yeah, hits and I'm like, true. okay, I'm halfway there. Like it's like kind of a nice halfway point in mm-hmm. the year. And so like sort of too with like, with my late, late 20s, I really like to be like, what have I done? You know what I mean? Like, what are my goals? What did I want to get done this year? What do I want to get done next year? Yeah, that's actually a nice halfway point. You know, September's a little is like school time. So sure. Yeah, exactly. It is like the start of something new. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm 27. I'm from small town, Tennessee. Um, I what do I do for work? I do Internet stuff now, but like which is embarrassing. I tell people I do marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, what do you do for work? And I'm like, I'm in marketing. And they're like, oh, solid. And I'm just like, you know, so. What do I do? I mean, I do, uh, yeah, I pay rent with paid ads. So if anyone ever sees one of my paid ads, like, just know that I'm just trying to get a check. <laughs> okay. And I'm, you know, I'm 27 and I do really still feel like I'm like figuring out what I want to do. And I sort of have accepted that I don't know what that maybe ever will be. Yeah. You know, fully. But so I do a little bit of storytelling in New York. I have some storytelling shows. I make content online. I have my new podcast with Meg, um, phone a friend or whatever or whatever. I also <laughs> like you have so much imposter syndrome. Like, you, you know, I'm, I'm like, come thing. on, hope, like own it, you know. Um, so that's a little bit about what I do. I would say I'm like a full-time storyteller and content creator. I love that. And I think we need to normalize not knowing what you want to do like at the age of 27 28 because yeah i mean i don't know why 28 felt like a big birthday change okay okay can you speak to that a little because i'm a little like i'm a little nervous i'm like okay 28 that feels like it's like we can't round down anymore i'm in my late 20s (laughs) (laughs) uh, this one was hard i I will definitely admit that because it was like yeah, like 26, 27, I was like, hey, still mid-20s, still right. figuring life out, like hearing friends get engaged. I'm like, oh, my God, they're so young. They're 26, 27, 28. I'm like, oh, OK, that that's that fair. checks, that checks, that's that fair. tracks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely a point in my life when I was like, I want to be married by 28. And I'm like, <sighs> no, that's not going to happen. That's so interesting. I never had an idea of what age I wanted to be when I got married, but I'm a child of divorce. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, I think it was more, I mean, this is when I say like there was a point in time, like very young. Yeah. Just because you think 28 is old. hundred percent. hundred percent. And now that I like it, half of my friends are getting in. No, totally. I'm, like, I'm going to my friend's Ooh. wedding next weekend. And I'm just like, and uh, so many, I go home to Tennessee. Everyone has full on babies. That, yeah. I'm like, you all are raising children. It's, you know, I am a child. I, I'm just like, <laughs> with what money y'all? I'm like, I'm like, I can, it's, I'm making rent. I like, but constantly like, think about that scene from Broad City where, uh, um, Alana oh, right. is talking yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with, uh, oh my God, why is my friend Lincoln? And she's like. I'm 28. Like, what am I, a child bride? Like, exactly. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what I identify with because I'm like, that is the plight of the Brooklyn girly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> my Gowanus girly representing <laughs> us all. Literally. But I do think, and like, I was talking to my sister about this yesterday because she. Sister's younger. Sister's younger. Mm-hmm. And she went through a really bad breakup. Like, granted, it was a while ago, but mm. the remnants are still there. And mm. I was kind of thinking about how, like, half like there's like two types of 
people. Mm. There's like the people who are getting married or like engaged and like 99.9% of those t- the time those the people they're getting engaged to they've like met in college mm. or like for have been dating for a while mm-hmm. and then there everyone else I know is single. So it's mm. like just two the different two very different camps. Yeah. And like it makes me feel a little bit better cuz I'm like okay, the date like the d- the dating scene in New York is rough. Oh, and like Listen, I'm off. Listen, I'm going boy sober for <laughs> the next year. My sister my sister coined that term. I need to give her credit. Uh, but I totally am. Yeah. Because I was dating this guy from a dating app, hottie, tall, mm. accent. Mm. And I actually completely lost my cool. It's like I reverted to like my very worst dating habits where I was yeah. like, refresh. I was checking my phone all the time for a text from him. I was like on standby for him all the time just waiting waiting is he gonna text me is he not you know i would like not go out because i would be like oh maybe he'll ask me i was like a mess i was like an embarrassing mess and you know when you think you have uh adjusted or like or fixed or healed or or, or like changed yeah yeah yeah. i'm like oh i'm not the same as i was (laughs) in 2017 yeah i am (laughs) (laughs) yeah wait i want to stick with this topic of boy sobriety before we get into yeah, please. I'm sobriety. very listen, I'm on the front end. I'm about I'm about two weeks, three weeks sober. Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> like adding that to uh like the I am sober app. Like, yeah, like what substance is it like uh penis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good di- okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I can relate to that a lot because li- literally I worked my therapist to craft a breakup text yesterday. No. Yep. And oh, I wish I could have been there to proofread it. Uh, oh, yeah. She I'm very good at sh- proofreading a text. Shout out to my amazing, amazing therapist. She's mm. like such a queen. Um, a boy asked me yesterday if girls really do read their texts to each other. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, do boys not? No, no. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, I guess. Yeah, no. I, I mean. Right. But my thing. So I was talking about this with my therapist because I was like. I and I, I shared like her end piece of advice with you, but I'll, I'll backtrack. So basically, historically, the guys I've gone after are like super like vulnerable immediately, like mm. really all like all in, and it's mm. like a really big high, and mm. then all of a sudden it like crashes and burns, and like right. I now right. know and like granted, not great, not mm. great for the mental health. I hear you, and like at this point in my life, like whenever I see that pattern. Even though I'm like, it's a red flag, but I'm like a bull. Like I run right uh-huh. to it. And I know, <laughs> dude. I know. But I recognize that. And so yes. I'm like, okay, if this happens, like, like, or if I like see those red flags and I do it, I'm like, okay, you can't be upset when this crashes and burns. Right. I'm like doing it for the plot. Right. And then, but recently I was like seeing someone and it started off and I was like, I in this guy. oh gosh I was okay like not into it not <sighs> into it not into it okay I kept pursuing and i was like you know what okay like <gasps> we'll okay, see I this question. thing I out have a question mm-hmm. did you kind of feel like oh this isn't my usual pattern so maybe it's right for me or i something? didn't like in the wha- beginning in what the made you continue on um honestly fear of confrontation oh okay <laughs> like just i didn't want to be it like the bad guy. You I didn't like, want to break up. Send the breakup text. I yeah. Okay. And I like there, it, there were like also just like conflicting factors of like, like the guy like we had like mutual friends yeah. and stuff. And I yeah. was like, oh fuck! Like I got myself into this. Like right. we'll just see it out. But then right. the more I started to hang out with him, I was like, oh, 
I like actually like he grew on me mm. and like I started liking him more and like it was the first and then also it was like wow this guy like is really nice and like he um like treated me well mm. and like things that those other guys like mm-hmm. my normal type like hadn't done mm-hmm. and then like of course the classic all of a sudden I start feeling like the energy shift a little bit I'm mm. like hmm like he's not I, I just like I've been through this many times. Mm-hmm. I can tell when a guy starts stacking off. Uh, I so hear you, and yes, I you. It's in. It's it's like, duh. Yeah, and 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 then of course the explanation was like, oh, like it just seemed like you were a little more into invested than I was, and I'm like, he said that to you, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> wait, so how? What did you say to him? You said, hey, I feel you backing up. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, basically. Uh huh. And then. That was the explanation, but he's like, let's keep things going, blah, blah, blah. And then just like, it was the same, same thing of like, I wouldn't hear from him for like two weeks. I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. And I was like, this is what ridiculous. So then, yeah, yesterday I just like, was like, you know what? It, I really value communication and like, I'm not feeling heard. And I just think we should call it a soft kind of a thing. And like, whatever I got, it was well received, like no hard feelings. Yeah. But it, when I was talking to my therapist, I was like, okay (laughs) so the like all in like emotionally unavailable guy is not working but Mm. also the guy who i'm not interested in the beginning who grows on me Mm. and like seems to have shit together that also doesn't work so Mm. like now what what's gonna work yeah and what she said was like as you build confidence and become more assured with yourself dating becomes harder Mm. because all of a sudden you're like not ready to accept any bullshit mm. and like you call it when you see it mm-hmm. and i was like okay that's reassuring but also like fuck <laughs> right <laughs> like not like cool but it's it's hard and so i like the i i did a boy sober journey <laughs> when i studied abroad in uh-huh. spain and it was proud great. of you proud of you it was like because even i when i joined the peace corps not boy sober fully had a boyfriend there like do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, i was like, like i've always you're in benin africa and you're no, like no my ass was in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere no electricity no running water but i did find a man okay that's wrong <laughs> that's Zoe? so funny that's wrong i want to tell you what this because i also recently sent a big old breakup text mm-hmm. actually i sent it in a voice memo and um, that's probably better. Well, you know, I started typing it out and I was like, this feels, so, I don't know if it's better because I've told other people and they're like, that's unhinged. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I get that too. But I was like typing it out and I was like, this feels so silly to like send this novel text message. It's yeah, not that's what I like want to do. You know, so I just like take this voice memo uh, just to say how I feel. I don't mm-hmm. even take it with the intention of sending it, but it was so right. Do you know what I mean? I was like, okay, yeah. this is exactly what I wanted to say. And it's gentle and it's kind and it's it's like giving him a, a, an opportunity to like keep it going if he wants to. But it's also like closing the door and saying like, I'm okay, like a no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm understanding we're in different places. Let's, you know, maybe let this go. But I wish you the best. And if you want to chat, we can chat. It was honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to toot my own horn. It was the best voice memo I've ever sent. It was like so good. I was like, okay, I'm this well-spoken How queen. long was it? Maybe two minutes. Okay, so that's Minute 30. So I send it and I don't hear from him for days. Mm. And then four days later, he texts me and he goes, 
hey, really great message, so lovely. Let me give you a proper response. Just hang tight. Hang tight. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I'm like, you've already had four days, but I'll get that. Yeah. I okay. Um, that was about three weeks ago, and I have not heard from him. <laughs> 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 what a clown, dude. <laughs> Just hang tight. Hang tight. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I still want to, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm like, I think about him all the time. Yeah. That's so mortifying that I'm still like, oh, but maybe I should text him and see if he wants to go to a show together. <laughs> what's yeah. Wrong? It's what's wrong with me? And that's why I'm giving up men. It's the, like, I think honestly, and like, we can talk about this more. I, th I think it's a, also like an element or a product of the fact that like New York is so lonely and just having <sighs> someone to text. Yes, dude. is so nice. Exactly. And that's kind of like the realization that I've come to, though, is I'm just like, I have like I do not want to date somebody because I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. I want to date somebody because I feel like they will add value to my life. Exactly. And it's and I think that's what like was frustrating with this. Whatever I dealt with was like me expressing interest or like seeming like I was more invested was yeah. just because I was like, I liked having someone to talk to. Right. And it's like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm unique in that desire. Right. Like I think humans want to connect. So it's like, okay, you don't have to feel obligated to text me every day, but I'm not asking that of you. I'm just, I'm just hoping that you want to. Right. Like, exactly. Just as like, I don't know. I, I love texting my friends and just, I don't know, just having... I'm also a big texter. Yeah. Texting is important to me. Like a FaceTime. Like, I love, yeah. like, a good random FaceTime from a friend. And, like... Yeah. And I, and I think, like, that's what's been... Like, that's the hard part of, like... Even though I know, like, the desire to, let's say, like, go on Hinge or something. Yeah. Is, like, just to get that external validation. It's also, like, just something to, like... Just having human connection. Uh, totally. Which is hard in a place like New York, which totally. is why like I never used the apps in Austin because right. I was like, I can go out at any point, at any day, on any day, and meet people, and they'll yeah. be fun and talk with me. Whereas like in New yeah. York, everyone's like blinders on, like oh me, totally, me, me, me. like totally, dude, totally, or, dude, or like <laughs> even on Hinge, I realized like the only tech or like messages I get are at like ten thirty p.m. I'm like. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, you either just got home from work, which means you have which a really ass boring job. Right. And, like, I don't want to date you then. Right. Or, like, you're on this scrolling in bed, like, just as I am. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you either I have a job that, that you care too much about or you're just like me. Yeah. <laughs> and just doing this to get, like, a like a Saturday right. night, like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I might as well. Right. So 100%. Uh, yeah. Should also, should I should also, uh, Dude, uh, we're both sober girlies, and a friend of mine who's a sober girly living in ATL, she's in Atlanta, she said she was dating a guy for like two weeks, no, two months, and he said he decided he wanted to date somebody who drinks, and he broke up with her because she's sober. That's what She I was like, has that happened to you? I was like, not yet. That's, I honestly, that's like a great, like, segue, I think, too, to like, I when we first again like when we first recorded in January I was like 10 days into sobriety not maybe not even and now tomorrow will be 300 days ah, crazy congratulations thank you I am so proud of you and I'm so happy for you it's really this is a huge thing it shouldn't really be understated amazing. 
Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. And so kind of like, I mean, I'd love to hear how your relationship with Boy. alcohol and substances has Oof. changed over the past 299 days or whatever boy 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 okay and i have yeah, some uh, i well gosh i'm a little bit embarrassed not embarrassed but just like you know so i, I was not drinking for a solid year and then i had a drink with my friend barbara mm-hmm. 75 year old her big birthday and i sort of came to the place as we've talked about where i was like oh i can have a glass of wine every now and again you know mm-hmm um, I will say that in the last couple of months, like September ish, I went home to Tennessee. I was like seeing this guy and I was kind of thinking like, oh, OK, I can drink because I feel kind of safe and I feel like I can do it in moderation and I feel like it'll be OK. So I sort I mean, I sort of started drinking again, like not heavily, not super regularly, but like. I would have a couple of glasses of wine with my the guy I was dating. It's like a couple of guys that I was dating. Now that I think about it, I'm like, I'm like okay, let me be honest. Okay, well, maybe with the guys plural that I was dating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of like, I was off the wagon. I won't say I was like a mess in any way, but I was like fully. It was definitely not where I expected to be. Mm-hmm. And then I went home to Tennessee and I was like having some wine with my dad and having some wine with my mom. Like my parents are divorced and my mom came to my dad's house while he was gone. And I was like, he's got a bottle of champagne. Should we get into it? And she was like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was always like in loving situations, like and it was always in safe situations. But then uh, I broke up with, or like I was me and this guy. We were like sort of breaking up or whatever. And I was out with a friend of mine in my hometown, in my small town in Tennessee. And we like went out to a bar and I like just was drinking, like definitely with the intention to like not remember. I was drinking with like, fuck this energy, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, it's like nothing bad happened. I was not harmful to myself or anyone else. But I do think it's, like, the principle of the thing. Yeah. It's, like, I really do feel like I let myself down because I, like, was... My rules have sort of been, like, I can drink when I feel safe. I can drink when I'm celebrating someone. I can drink when it's a really special, special occasion. But that should be, like, few and far between. Yes. That should be, like, literally two or three times a year. But it it was, like, I was in a moment of time where it, like, really was happening too often and again nothing bad was happening i was not harmful to myself or anyone else but it's like the principle of the thing Mm -hmm. and then as you know i also was like cali sober yeah for a while and um that like sort of happened slowly you know what i mean like i was like straight edge sober and then i started like little tiny gummies and then i like moved into an apartment by myself And it was just, like, easy to, like, smoke a joint every now and again and relax and get, like, take my mind. It's just, it's easier. Yeah. It, like, it is, it lubricates the engine to social, like, whatever interactions. You know what I'm saying? It quiets the voice. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Especially in, like, 
I mean, our personalities are very like, go, go, yes, go, type exactly, A, and Exactly. Like it, it makes me much more present. Mm-hmm. And again, like weed on the front end is like not harmful. I was never harmful to myself or anyone else. But like I definitely had I definitely had a dependency on it. Yeah. So like when October rolled around, I was like, I need like a deep reset. Like a break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I do not like, I do not like the road that it seems like I might be on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I just know myself too well, I think, at this point. And I'm like, let me just do Sober October. And uh, in the first few weeks of October, I was like, so sensitive. I was like, crying about everything. I like, blocked my brother who is a fine guy. Like, we have a complicated relationship as sisters and brothers do, as siblings do. He, like, definitely didn't deserve for me to block him, though. But I was, like, so sensitive. Yeah. And I think it's... And I was, like, talking to my therapist about it. Hey, Kathy. Um, and I was just, like, I'm so sensitive. I was, like, crying all the time. And it didn't really feel, like, sad crying. But it was just, like, I was feeling everything so deeply. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, well, yeah, I think you've, like, really been numbing yourself you know and like it's it's like being sober sober like you are so clearly feeling everything and you're so deeply feeling everything and that is difficult and heavy and but it is also like so nice yeah you know what i'm saying it's like because you just feel so connected and like it's been kind of nice. This sounds like really embarrassing and like a little bit cringe, but I'm like, it's been kind of nice to like cry. Yeah. To you like know, n- to fully feel all of those feelings. Exactly. And so like, and that was another thing too. Is it's just like, I was sort of a little bit like, how did I sort of end up right back where I started? Sort of dependent on something, sort of running from something, sort of acting out because a guy wasn't giving me the attention that Mm -hmm. I wanted from him. Like, and I think, you know, we sort of talked about this briefly earlier, but it's just like, I really thought I had fixed something. And I think it's just been proof that, like, you are, like, you are constantly healing. Yeah. It's, that it's like not like it's a you once you make like a decision or once you make a change that exactly. you don't have to ever like work on it again. Exactly. Like somebody asked me, they were like, do you think like a 30 day break or like whatever, do you think like an elongated period of time without substances fix, uh, fixes everything? And it's like, no, no, definitely. Yeah. I still have all my little skeletons in the closet. You know what I mean? Like, like dancing and I'm like <laughs> messing with my, you know, like present moment and my you know like um the way i handle like emotions and people and whatever i love what you said about being like like knowing yourself too well because i felt that too with weed because like i from the beginning we have this talk yeah kind of yeah exactly like and there i i feel like before i quit drinking like and I, I heard you say this on your podcast where it was like you knew you had a drinking problem before you actually made steps to change it. Right. And it's like I can lie to myself as much as I want. Right. But like I do know that sometimes like that my relationship with weed is not the healthiest. Mm. And I'm not ready to like change that yet. Yeah. I feel like my life is still in like chaos and there is an added benefit of 
after speaking with clients who were talking about like the most crazy traumatic oh, things yeah. to be like I don't want to hear my thoughts right now right. I need to freaking fry my brain and right. watch RuPaul's Drag Race and that's so okay and I'm so glad that you're saying that because like I, and that's so I think I sort of spoke to this too but it's like you don't you don't have to like f- immediately fix yourself mm-hmm. and it's like when October came around I was like okay this is like an opportunity for me to see what happens exactly but and even as with when I gave up drinking the first time, like I was going at it with like an experimental perspective mm-hmm. of like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see how I feel after a couple of weeks. So like a hundred percent, like I think everyone gives up things when they need to. It's like just how you meet a client where they are. Mm-hmm. I think you have to meet yourself where you are. Mm-hmm, and exactly. And yeah. like my, like, I mean, obviously, well, 66 days until <laughs> Who's counting? Until <laughs> the 2024. <laughs> just me and my app. Yeah, literally just me and like my constant knowledge of what day of the year it yeah. is. Um, like that is something I want to think about is like, because I, I do feel like more energized when I don't like when I don't smoke weed. But right now where I'm at mentally and like it's a coping skill and I am just I'm using it now. And like I, am okay, I feel OK with that. But yeah. That's not to say like, again, a dialectic like. I am okay with where I'm at, but I still want to change. Yeah. And okay. But I think the really interesting thing about smoking weed versus drinking Mm -hmm. is like when you're smoking weed, like the only person it sort of hurts is you. Uh Cause like when you're drinking, you're like absolutely destructive to like (laughs) to everyone in your path, you and everyone else, you know, it's like very much your liability. It's very much like you're, 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 a bit of a wrecking ball, mm-hmm. you know, that's like the effect of like alcoholism. But when it comes to like smoking weed, like the only person, you know, the worst thing that you're going to do is stay at home yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and watch another episode, dude. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like, honestly, having a dependency on weed, if it's like keeping you low key, like a little bit safe, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If it's making like, me antisocial, like, like really, truly though. And, and sort of like, Something I said, like, because what I'm I'm three or almost four weeks, like no weed. It's like I do just feel like less cloudy, Mm -hmm. but I do miss like being a little silly, goofy or like, yeah, yeah, like being like like letting your brain sort of relax. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're always going like three thousand miles an hour. Totally. And it's just kind of like the opposite of like where alcohol it was like i in the words of my sister like i'm the last person who needs alcohol yeah i'm already insane like right all right i can go out and like i don't need the liquid courage because i'm already going to be dancing on that table right totally whereas with weed it's like it's the exact opposite of my personality right i need that little element of type b yeah 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 yeah. it slows (laughs) you down just slow me down make me awkward like right (laughs) it's and so it's a in one way like that's helpful but yeah. also i shouldn't be reliant on that sure um sure one thing i wanted to get your opinion on because this is like a life update in regards to the drinking mm. um because these past 300 days yeah like haven't been that difficult overall right, right. which was surprising and i like, hear you yeah great yeah and made me feel more confident in my like sobriety journey or my alcohol-free journey your your ability to maybe give something up 
yeah does that resonate at all i think it's it's more of like in reading those in like reading all the books that like were recommended there's you know the the conversation of like what is an alcoholic right and i didn't feel like i would put myself in that category of course i was like i can be around alcohol and not feel uncomfortable of course all that the only time i considered having a drink was when i was in croatia Uh uh-huh and i was with my friend honestly traveling traveling like while sober especially while newly sober i remember the first time i was like three months sober and i went to san francisco and Mm -hmm. i like could have killed someone for a sip of wine exactly you know what i'm saying and you're just like so mad because you're like in this new place and you're like you want to experience and da 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 so just like i well i'm saying that to say is like i so hear you and resonate with you on like being in croatia and wanting like the local local wine exactly (laughs) yeah and i basically what happened was we went to this like beach bar thing in havar right this beautiful island and as part of like our ticket or whatever for the beds they brought out a bot like a glass of they were like do you want champagne right i turned my friend and i was like i fucking want that champagne right and Luckily, she was really, really supportive in that moment and was like, Zoe, I don't think you should. And I got all like feisty and I was like, I remember like kind of like putting a puss face on and be like, me, me, me. And yeah, totally. You're like, don't tell me what I know. I know. Like, 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 enable me. Yeah. And like, I was really upset at first. And then like at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I do want to make it to the year mark without a single sip of alcohol. And like, I am so happy I didn't have 100% that wine. So it was like freaking Andre champagne. It wasn't like nice champagne either, you know? Totally. But I, I think it in reflecting back. When I'm like, okay, what circumstances in the future could I sure. see myself sure. drinking? It's like there was another moment when we were on a different island and the host of our Airbnb was like, make sure you come back at this time because I want to give you a sip of like the local, you know, like aperitif or whatever those sure. like those little teensy little tiny drinks are. Yes, whatever. yes, yes. And I was like, like. It was one of those moments where I, again, was trying to justify why I should be able to have a drink. Yeah, yeah. To my friend who's like, you're just trying to justify this yourself. Um, but it was like, <laughs> like, in my mind, and which was probably somewhat true, like, in some cultures, like, denying that kind of thing would look like you're ungrateful or like be disrespectful. Oh, yeah. And so, in my mind, I was like, if he does give us these drinks, I will drink it mm. because I don't want to be disrespectful. Mm. and Mm. it's tough because on one hand i'm like in the future and like again i do feel comfortable my sobriety with right now and like if i go to greece next summer or just traveling europe i can see circumstances where i allow myself to be to have a drink whether it's a nice glass of wine Mm. or like a gift kind of thing Mm. but that is like as of now probably the only circumstance i could justify Mm. Because, but yeah, all it is to say is like, that was, that was the only time that was, I was like really resentful of my sobriety. Right, right, right. No, that makes so much sense because like you're in a new place and you know, nothing that bad is going to happen. You know what I mean? You're like, I know I'm not going to like go insane after three sips of an aperitif. You know what I'm saying? The only thing, though, is, like, nothing 
objectively bad right. would happen, but subjectively, I know if I had had that drink, like, I would never be confidently able to say I am I like did it. 300 days alcohol free. A hundred percent. I'd be like detracting one day. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Which is like. You made the yeah. right decision. Yeah. And like so grateful for my friend's support in that and dealing with me being like a little sourpuss. But yeah, it's it, yeah. It's but also, hard. you get to be like you get to kind of like mourn that moment. But like, uh, I don't know if I told you this story. I think I did. But one of the first times, I was like so devastated that I couldn't drink because my boyfriend at the time, he had a friend who like thought my boyfriend was also gonna go sober, and my boyfriend was like, "No, I'm not going sober." And he was like, "Oh, thank God, that would be so boring." So like, I knew that his immediate friends like thought it was boring or like yeah. thought it was lame, and so there was one night where like we were supposed to go out, and I was so devastated, and I was like, "You don't know how embarrassing it is. Like, you don't know what it feels like to like really not be able to do what everyone else gets to do." And he was like, "Look, if you want to go get a glass, a bottle of wine right now, like I will go get it for you." Yeah. Right. I did tell you yeah. this, and. He was like, but Ooh, is that, that going to fix anything? anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like the honest truth is like that moment is so brief. The saying no or the taking a sip, it's so brief. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the experience is not about the drink that you're having, but it's about the people that you're with. Uh-huh. You know? No, that's so true. And it reminds me of like, because it, it's, it's one of those things, too, where it's like not only will it not make anything better, right. more likely than not, it'll make everything worse. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just the thing. Here's the thing. We put so much we put so much like weird cultural sort of magic on like alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like it's honest to goodness, not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's like it's like it's so it's so uh fleeting and brief and like the short term relief is not really worth your long term success. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I had a similar situation where it was my friend's birthday party and mm. it was at a bar mm. and it was pouring rain. <laughs> like it was like the worst day yeah. to have um and I was sick. Like ugh. Yeah. And I went, didn't know anyone aside Ugh. from the, these a couple of girls I went to co- uh, high school with who I don't like very much. They're f- very mean to me. Mm. And then on top of that, it was like my one of my best friends, but she's obviously the birthday girl was mm. talking to everyone. Right, right. Oh, gosh. And I so know this vibe. Yeah. yeah. And then all of her friends. Yeah. But and all their boyfriends. So I was like, oh, I felt like so fish out, of out water. single. Yeah. yeah. Like lonely. And then it was one of those moments where, like, my first re- reaction was, like, God, what I would give for a drink right now. Because, totally. like, that awkward mingling. Mm. But then, like, luckily, I am very quickly able to now be, like, okay, but also, mm. if I had a drink, it wouldn't be one drink, first mm. of all. It would probably be, like, four. Mm-hmm. And also, all these mm-hmm. emotions I'm feeling right now of, like, awkward, like, sad about, like, w- these girls from high school like mm. it would more likely than not result in me crying mm. feeling shitty like saying something embarrassing mm-hmm. like i knew and i still know that like that wasn't gonna solve anything Mm-mm. it's like if you it's kind of like the mentality i have of like 
oh, like, I don't want to go to this thing because I won't be able to drink or like I mm. it's going to be so awkward not drinking. Then don't go, because if you're not going to enjoy yourself sober and you need to literally b- be obliterated to mm. have a good time because you don't want to actually s- have mm. conversations with these people. Maybe just don't go in the first place. Totally. And if you if your friend is having the party like this kind of happened to me the other day where like a friend of mine, birthday girl having a big party. I didn't know anyone else there. Mm. They were going out to a bar. I had no one to go with me. And I was just like, dude, I cannot handle that right now. Like Especially like in this sort of first month of being sober again, because yeah anyways and so i just stayed in and then i texted her yesterday and was like hey so sorry i missed your going out night let me take you to lunch yeah let me take you to dinner you know what i mean because it's like you do not ever have to go to the thing and if you if you care about the person find a way to spend time with them in a way where you will have fun and you will feel and have one-on-one time anyway yes exactly you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think also to your point about your friend who said like was like dumped for not drinking. Like I think about that a lot of like, oh, t- like even with this guy I was seeing, I'm like, was there an element of the fact that like, oh, like she's not going to be able to hang at like my parties or yeah. like my like, you know, if I bring her to a wedding, she's going to be boring. Like mm. there is that insecurity mm. I have that I think ironically has gotten worse in mm. new york mm. than in austin because in austin i found a crowd that was like doing like 75 hard and like totally very into fitness and i was like you know what cool like do you guys do your cold plunges and your ice Ugh. baths but at, like at least you're not drinking like that's cool i'll i'll hang with you and whereas like in new york it's it, everyone is a little bit more like work hard play hard and like dude it's it's yeah. it's it's yeah i mean it's not even just work hard play hard it's like give work your life and then get fucked up so that you can forget about that exactly (laughs) and and like i don't know i don't know like how you navigate this but something i very much struggle Mm. with is like the fact that especially new york and like i don't know berlin or something like the the night doesn't start until like 11 p.m and i'm like doing that sober is borderline impossible like i what need to like nap in the day like i don't yeah how do you i I take a cold brew with me before like i i down a cold brew at like 9 p.m if i have like a late night you know what i mean um also though like i don't go out late unless i'm dancing like like yeah i love i love dancing dancing and i don't like to go to a bar and sit and chat i don't like to go to a house party and sit and chat like i know what i do not like and i don't need to watch people get drunk and talk to me you yeah. know what i mean like I don't get me wrong they uh, every now and again so fine and it's also like no judgment to anyone who's doing but i'm just like i know me yeah and it's like if i'm going out late i need to be dancing somewhere if i'm not dancing somewhere i need to go home you know yeah no 100 percent. and like one moment i will like treasure for my entire life was (laughs) i was um with my sister and her friends and we went to uh joy face and of course, I found a way to get on top of, like, some little, like, crevice so that I was, like, in, you know, on an elevated surface. Amazing. Like, looking at everyone. Amazing. And I'm just dancing my little red cowboy boots, like, having a great old time. Cute. And I see my sister, like, saying something or, like, she's, like, like 
um, like whatever, bringing me over. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, and gosh. I was like, wow. Granted, she she was on the she was a little <laughs> hammered. I don't think Who she would have said that. If she had a little Who cares? Little liquid tell me Take that. Take it when you can get it. When a family member says, I'm so proud of you. Why does that hit? It hits so yeah, hard. This is the same person who was basically like a little bit you need to stop drinking or we're, we're not a little gonna. bit harsh yeah L- so, so the tough love yeah to hear that from her i was like wow oh it's so validating it, yeah like i it it just was so validating and it was also like yeah damn i'm proud of myself too totally like i can't totally. believe we're here i don't think we really th- stop and think about that enough because i think like you so often you can think about like Ugh, I'm like kind of weird at parties or what if people think I'm boring or what if this or like what what about the things I don't get to do but it's like focusing on the things that you have done and the moments that you have gotten through like I don't know I just don't think we sort of tell ourselves enough like ah oh, damn I'm really proud of where I've like gotten mm-hmm. so far where I am in this journey you know yeah it's just especially with like external factors external pressures like because I do think, like, I, I don't know, that more often than not, when I say, oh, I don't drink, people are like, oh, that's awesome. Like, good for you. Sure. And, like, yeah, at first it's great, but then it's, like, the the actions don't match the words sometimes of, like, yeah, but then, what like, but then there's, like, the, fo- I don't know, the, the and also the comments that are more judgmental stick out more than those moments. But I do think, Dude, like... Are, so do you hang out with people who mostly drink? Because, like, I do not really hang out with people who drink. The other day, I had to go to, like, a dinner party with a bunch of girlies from the South who, like, are heavy drinkers. Like, mm-hmm. ex-sorority girls who never really, like, figured out how to socialize without six margaritas. You know what I mean? And it was, like, insane for me to watch. Yeah. And, like, every time I'm around people who, like, really drink heavily, I'm, like oh yeah like this is what you guys are doing it's like so insane to me so it's it's changed like uh-huh. in austin i had very like a couple of different friend groups especially towards the end because i was like socializing like crazy yeah i had that one friend group that i met towards the end that was like very into fitness yeah and, like, they didn't drink at all which was the 75 awesome. hard group the 75 hard group. right we love to golf and yeah. uh. <laughs> and do cold plunges and, and do keto. like crossfit and keto and all that <laughs> shit and listen to andrew huberman okay and like um <laughs> and then another friend group i made towards the end <laughs> it's like so funny thinking of this they were like all like around the age of 24 yeah so i i remember one of them <laughs> this is so funny one of the girls, uh, we were on a boat, and, like, I saw she had a tattoo that was, like, 1999 on her arm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what does that mean? She's like, it's like, oh, my God, is that the year you were born? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm so Baby. old. And they went so hard. Yeah, like, totally. The last couple of nights I had in Austin, I didn't sleep for, like, three days. Woof. But I was on, like, a, I was high on life. Uh-huh. These people were high on like a drug. They were like, "Oh, yeah, I don't even remember the name of the drug, but it was a mixture of like Molly and like shrooms." Gorgeous. And I was I've like, "I've never done Molly." I same. And I was like, I "Do like a little psilocybin every now and again?" A little yeah, microdose. Like, a little microdose. But th- these people were on another. This was not level. a microdose. Yeah, like, this is a three day bender on like a Wednesday. Uh huh. And like it was just so funny because I would just go on these people and I'd be like twerking and like this club like coconut club and like dancing my ass off 
completely sober. Like, yeah, there is like some relief to people being really fucked up around you and being sober. Because I'm like, oh, you guys aren't gonna remember a thing. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm like the hangovers. So I mean, granted, they're 24, so maybe their hangovers aren't as bad. I know, literally. But I, I used to jump out of bed and go straight to class after I just know. absolutely having a bottle of Svedka the night <laughs> before. You know what I mean? Like, I literally don't even know. how I would I like function. wake up kind of drunk still and be like, let's go take a calculus exam. You know. What I, mean? I did have this. I had this moment, which I think like, did we see the movie Thirteen Going on Thirty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was watching that. Like, I want to say this was around May or June. Um, for the I haven't and I hadn't seen it since I was probably like closer in age to thirteen than sure. I was to thirty. Where now it like came out. It. Yeah, sure. That in makes 2003. sense. Yeah, I now know that. Amazing. I love that you know that. I know. I I, well, I watched it recently. So I, I would have been seven years old when it came out. You know. Maybe it was 2004. I don't Something know. Something like Whatever. that, though. We're young. We're young. Yeah. And I was watching it, and, like, all of a sudden, I just started crying. And I was like, okay, this isn't a sad movie. Like, why are we crying? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then I was thinking about it's it It's an more. emotional movie, though. Yeah, kind of a coming of age. I mean, but, but I don't crying? cry. I don't yeah. cry in movies either. Yeah, okay, so okay, I, okay. I was okay. like, what's going on? You're kind of a tough cry. I am no. I mean, okay. I'm a, I'm a cry about everything, but for some reasons, it's like not movies. Okay. But so I, that's why it was really weird. And I was thinking about it. And I'm like, why am I crying so much? Right. And I then was like thinking about it. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like, like sobriety has made me feel like Jenna Rank as like a 13 year old stuck in a 30 year old spot. Totally. Where she like goes to that party and does the thriller and is just like like and and I like journaled about this and I was like I forgot what it was like to have crushes and Mm. to just like have this pure joy that Mm. like you really only have as a kid Mm. and like have it not come from any substance or any alternative state but like Mm. purely just from like being in a place of happiness mm-hmm. and I was like wow that's probably why I was so emotional is because I was like I saw myself in like this young spirit mm. stuck inside like a 30 year old's body and just like mm. seeing the world through this new lens mm-hmm. and like it's so cliche but like my inner child or whatever I yeah. feel like sobriety has helped that in so much 100%. I'm just like oh feeling that God. inner child 100% I remember when I hit my 300 I think I said this on on our last recording as well but like when I hit my year mark also mm-hmm. like how are you going to celebrate your year mark have you decided oh, I already wrote an Instagram post caption <laughs> I was right that night so funny that you already wrote your Instagram caption. That's so good. I wrote it last night in bed. I was like, that's so funny. Okay, amazing. Uh, yes, because and I want a cake. Like, yes, girl. No, like my year mark day was like such a celebration. So sweet. So, and I, I totally did say this, but it was the first time that I like wrote a letter to myself. Cause I also love writing letters. Like we both were that yep. kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wrote a letter to myself at, as I'd done a hundred times. And it was like the first time I was like, wrote, I love you, which is like yeah. so embarrassing oh, yeah. to say that out loud. But like so true that like giving up drinking, like First of all, you have to be like, okay, what did I used to do for fun before I was drinking? And for me, I was like 14. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, like a like, true what, child. How back in time do you, you know have what to I'm go? Saying? Mm-hmm. So then you do really have to like dig deep and like do the work to like get to know yourself, get to know your inner child, find your childlike wonder, sober, which is, which is something you have to work for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like, no, I so resonate with what you, with what you're saying there because it was after a year of not drinking, it was the first time I was able to like know myself live in alignment with my own values, make decisions 100% on purpose. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, actually like myself. Yeah, that's my I am Except sober app. myself, I should say. Exactly. My my like I am sober app when it's a, I don't know if you have that app. I don't. Basically like you make a pledge and like my reason for quitting drinking was like I don't I was like I want to learn how to love myself yeah. and I don't think I can do that until I remove alcohol from my life right and when i i was recording a podcast over the summer of like 28 things i learned before turning 28 and i was thinking about the concept of like like the rupaul quote of like if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love anyone else and i was like this is the first time in my life or at least in a very long time where i feel like i actually love myself yeah and i'm like wow it's it's wild because i remember writing that being like i don't really know what to write here self-love blah 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 right but now i'm like like i know like self-love i think is a glass ceiling like i don't think we ever fully reach it you have to keep kind of working towards it right but the love i have for myself and the self-respect i have for myself now isn't like i haven't had that in so long right and I really contribute a lot of that to sobriety because like the number of times I would like send a risky text after having a glass or two of wine or like get into a fight with a family member that was completely unwarranted or just unnecessary. Like, and then feel like shit afterwards because I'm my own worst critic. It's like all those things have been removed. And the only thing really standing my way is just like, little things that come up which granted there's been a, there's been a, a bunch of things like right. it's not exactly been like an easy sure like no year of course but i do but think it shouldn't be yeah exactly you know like it shouldn't it's not going to immediately fit it's like there no. is no instant gratification alcohol wouldn't have solved any of those problems no exactly mm-hmm So a lot of people ask me for advice when they are starting their therapy journey, which I am immensely grateful for and feel very flattered by. Um, And, you know, they'll be like, what should I look for when, you know, in a therapist? And I usually respond back by asking them, you know, like, what are you trying to get out of therapy? What's your goal? What type of uh, relationship do you want with your therapist? But people who are newer to therapy don't necessarily know that. And um, in addition to that, I think it's, I mean, now that I am like seeing the, this quote unquote industry from the side of a therapist, it's really complicated and it's therapy, like just, it's a profession. So it has to be like very expensive, unfortunately. Um, and I'm seeing that, you know, from a New York where you can't really find a therapist for like under $150, um, an hour and like many therapists don't take insurance. And I'm saying that as someone who works for a private practice where that it's just like that. Um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I think other States might be a little bit better, but New York, California, these are all really difficult States to find a therapist. 
And so for that reason, I think start using better help, um, which is a therapist, uh, like an app that I've used for quite a long time. I think it's a really great way to start therapy because it allows you to get a taste of like what a different therapist is like and the whole makes the whole process so easy. And the price is like you pay per month, probably what you would pay for per session um, in some of these places. So I really recommend it. I loved my therapist on BetterHelp before I, I switched to someone um, in New York and I just, she really helped me through a rough time of my life. And so I just couldn't recommend it enough. And even if you just try it for like a month and try out two therapists, like it's a great way to at least figure out what kind of style you want. Um, and with my discount code, you can get 10% off your first month. So all you have to do is go to try better help. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash Zoe Z O E. And you will get 10% off your first month of therapy. I seriously can't recommend it enough. I know they have some bad press, sorry, but just in terms of having a therapist or getting a, a sense of what kind of style you want in a therapist, I really recommend them. So yeah, that's trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe for 10% off your first month. Well, like we're coming towards the end of sober October and like um, you also are like maybe thinking about drinking again. Like you're sort of approaching mm-hmm. the end the of your I'm approaching year, my first year. Yeah. And I'm like coming to the end of sober October. And like I think we both are sort of facing the question like where next are we going to what is it going to look like after we reach our goal? Yeah, that's it's hard thinking about the next year. Because on one hand, because like you kind of want to dabble again, but are you scared? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think like. Because like, yeah, when I first said I was quitting drinking, granted, the the thing that made me be like that made it the thing that held me accountable was the podcast. Yeah. Cause it started off with like, maybe this will just be a month thing. hundred percent. Then I like got emo one night and made a podcast being like, I'm never drinking again. I will not drink on my wedding. Like, <laughs> and people were like, are you okay? Yeah. And, and then I was like, well, I can't really go back on that now. Cause it's out in the universe. And Dude, I do think that's really important. Cause I wasn't going to tell you this, but I sh- do think I should tell you like telling people and speaking it into reality is so important. Yes. Because I was at this uh, I was at this party the other day, this like mixer, this sort of like um, what's it called when you like meet other people in your field and you like networking event or whatever. Yep. And there's an, an open bar and I'm hanging out with two new people that I've just met and I've just recently told I'm like I'm doing sober October, you know, I was sober for a long time. I kind of have started drinking again, but I'm doing sober October. Mhm. So I let them know, these two strangers. Mm-hmm. Li- truly, I met them two minutes earlier, you know? And we go up to the bar, and I ask the bartender for a mocktail. I point to the mocktail on the menu. I'm like, this one here, raspberry soda water something, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, gotcha. And then he just hands back to me a glass of white wine. <laughs> Fully, a, fu- a, a heavy pour of a glass of white You're wine. Like, mm, that's not raspberry. And dude... Oh, I thought about just having it like I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I guess I like, you know, you're always able you are always able to give meaning to what happens to you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. be like, Oh, maybe this was meant to be. There were two ways for me to uh, ascribe meaning to that moment. One, 
oh, I'm a big girl and I can handle this and maybe I'm not supposed to be sober for October and this is okay for me to indulge in because yeah. everything's okay, kind of. And n- nothing that bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I could have absolutely given that moment that meaning. Or it was, okay, this is a test. Am I going to pass? Am I going to get through this? Am I going to give it back? Am I going to have it? What was, you know, it's like the, it's you, you're at the fork in the road. Yeah. And I lean over the to the devil g- on your shoulder. <laughs> I lean over to the girl that I just met. Like I literally just met her. <laughs> and I go, well, I know I just said I was doing sober October, but they did just give me this glass of wine. Like, should I have it? And she goes, I'm like, well, I'm like, I might, you know, I might just have it. And she goes, do you want me to take it from you? Like, she was just like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you just told me you were going to stop drinking. <laughs> this girl told me, like, okay, where's the closest AA? <laughs> this girl was like, are you good, dude? And I was just like, I was going to guess you're right. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, all right. I was like, I'll just I'll just hold it. I said, I told her, was, I'll just carry it around. And she was like, you want me to take it? You know, and I was like, no, no, no. And I just kind of walked around the party because that's the thing about getting a drink. Nine, like when you have a mocktail, the point of a mocktail is not the fact that I want to pay $17 for <laughs> pineapple juice, dude. The point of a mocktail <laughs> is, to have something to hold. is to have something yeah. to hold, you know, so it's just so no one asks me any questions. And mm-hmm. so that I it's the sheep effect. I want to be a sheep like the rest of y'all. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I want to look like y'all at this mixer and hold a glass of white wine. But ultimately, I end up just setting it down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And But the honest to God truth is that if I had not told the girls around me, if yeah, I had not told them, the I one. fully would have had it. Yeah, You 100%. need people to hold you accountable because you cannot hold you accountable all the time. It's so true. And that's why, like, yeah, the even though that episode where I talked about how I was going to stop drinking was, like, I like want to take it down. It was so embarrassing. Oh my god! It was just like w- really like sad girl energy, and that's okay. And yeah, I was I was sad, but I will say like that led me to then be like, well, now I have to do this. Yeah. And also, then I the like the minute I started recording with you, yeah. and interviewing all these other people. You've interviewed so many interesting people. So many interesting people. Yeah. Like I got Carl Radke from Summer House. Shout out. Like. And just talking to them about sobriety, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I actually want to do this for a long time. And, like, it suddenly changed from being, like, maybe this is something I'll do a month, maybe a year. Right. So now I'm like, I can see this as a life change. Exactly. figuring out, like, if I do go to Europe, like, I don't want to ever let my sobriety deprive me. I want it to only enhance my life and I don't never want it to take away anything. A hundred percent. And so like I've always wanted to go to southern France and go like on a winery tour. Right. Granted that's a slip very talk about a slippery slope. Like yeah. being surrounded by like rose is like probably but I think as long as you're honest with yourself yeah. and honest with the people around you. And having people you feel comfortable around who can like hold you accountable but like uh, hold you accountable but not be judgmental because then like the judge with the judgment comes the like well fuck you then i'm gonna do this anyway like i'll prove it to you yeah and then you ruin your life (laughs) yeah like i'll prove you and the next thing you're like puking in a in a like olive tree or whatever but i do eat your words i do think like because when i brought up that moment of like because my parents and my sister asked me like well, like, would you drink again? And and I gave that explanation of, like, the elements had to be really right, like, which is what you described. And they're like, well, then that's, an, you know, like, th- that's easy to say, but 
what happens when the elements are always going to be right. You know what I mean? Of course. Which, listen, I understand. Which, as I told you, like, I did open the door for myself again. And I did break my own rules. And it's not, it's like, it's like with everything else in life. It's not about whether or not you're going to mess up because you're absolutely going to mess up. Mm -hmm. Like, you are opening to your life to try and live in moderation like you are you are doing in my opinion the more vulnerable thing which is to try to do something in moderation and you're absolutely gonna mess up yeah moderation is so much harder but the thing is my um what's it called like my standard for messing up is so high now Mm -hmm. before I'm like, okay, I've got to give this up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I was in college, before I gave up drinking for a year, I could have gone on a weekend bender and slept with three different people in the week. You know what I (laughs) mean? And like like, woken up in three different beds and been like, Oh, I think I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, I have one night where I had two gin and tonics because I wanted to forget about a guy from hinge. And I said, all right, I'm done with substances. Yeah. You I'm saying your bar gets higher because you know yourself and you have that extra self-respect you have self-respect you can see it coming you uh, and this is what I said and what is still true for me like when we were back on our on our first recording it's like I never ever want to end up back where I was like we have worked too hard and we Mm -hmm. have come too far to really let that happen again and again both of us are not we did not go to rehab. We mm-hmm. did not go to AA. We did not. We have sort of, I won't say easily, but without too much. Like intervention. Exactly. We've given up this thing that we knew wasn't great for us. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you have the tools to know yourself, call yourself out, and then have the have the strength to really walk away from it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think... So. It, oh, like in evaluating like w- if and when I were to introduce and by alcohol really I mean like wine, wine and champagne Same. like well not uh, even s- though I just said I had <laughs> three two three gin and tonics the other day come on I love one of those too okay I it's like y- for me like there's never been a time I'm like oh, I wish I had a white claw right you know now. what like, I'll never do again have a shot yeah. Oh my God. Literally, never I don't say never. You can't do that. <laughs> but it, I can't even. I don't think but I it's would just be like, able to take it down. What, that's not what we mean by like introducing drinking again. Yeah. It, we mean like enjoying something nice. Exactly. Like something that again like adds to the moment, or, or like it adds something. And so, in thinking back over this these past three hundred days, the only time I can point to is that time abroad, and I'm right. like, you know what? That makes sense. Like, would yeah, I have totally. a glass of wine every night? Probably not. Totally. Or at least or it's I just would like hope not to. N- exactly. And that's the thing, too, is it's just like you never know what you're going to do or where you're going to be. Like, you have to just be so aware of who you are right now and what you're doing right now in this mm-hmm. moment. You know what I'm saying? And like what bridge you need to cross and what you need to give up and what work you need to do. Because sometimes you get to indulge because you're doing good. And other times you need to be like, oh, wait. I've let this go on a little too far. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like, it's like constantly just reevaluating. A hundred percent. Where you are and where you want to be. I'm so on guard. 
because I am so good at ruining my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, like I I got off the wagon and things got a little rocky and I'm jumping back in. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, because I think my life, my life, my life goal with substances and with drinking and with smoking weed or whatever is to not give it up forever. That's never going to be my goal. Yeah. That will never yeah. be the answer for me. I will always strive to live in moderation. And I think my whole life will be it will be a consistent journey of jumping in and out of the wagon. Yeah. Because, again, like I said, when I'm off the wagon, I'm not I'm not going immediately to rock bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I. I feel very proud of myself for getting off the wagon and then identifying when things got a little bit maybe out of out of my own control. Yeah, and having to get and back then on getting it. right back on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because that I, I think honestly sometimes takes more strength than just like I, th- I mean abstinence takes a ton of strength. Of course, and like yeah, we're, I'm, we're not like diminishing that in any way, but right. it's a lot fucking harder to do that moderation yeah, because it's like constant checking in with yourself yes exactly constant like with with any that like with anything whether substances like it like issues it's similar with like eating disorders like obviously it's very easy to fall back into that but like the worst thing you could do in those moments is beat yourself up about it yeah because we're human right and but just just knowing what's best for you Mm -hmm. and knowing what you can handle because there is no catch-all you know what I mean? Yeah. All of us. You have a different relationship with this than I do. And I have a different relationship with this than my aunt did who went to rehab three times. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like you, our advice will work and will resonate with some people and will not with mm-hmm. other people. And that's how, that's why we all walk such different paths. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? That's how life is. Exactly. So... One thing I am very bad at is cooking. And not only am I bad at it, but I just really don't like it. I know this is something I need to work on. And I one day will, you know, really buy a bunch of cooking books and teach myself how to navigate a kitchen. But that day is not today. And so I am very thankful for Sakara because as a student with a part-time job and a... um podcast in a field placement I don't have much time and I know that's an excuse I was making when I had all the time in the world but now I really don't have time and so Sakara delivers fully prepared meals to your doorstep that are healthy nutritious and filling so for someone like me who needs to literally have food placed in front of them in order to eat regularly and keep up with you know maintaining a health, both a healthy relationship with food and also just a schedule. Um, Sakara has been such a blessing and I am so lucky that I've been partnering with them for over two years now um, to provide you all with 20% off your first purchase. So if you're like me and are just not able to fit in time to, you know, make a meal or are ordering out every single day because it's easier but it's dropping so much money give Sakara a try the food's so good I especially actually really love the breakfast they have like really great muffins and things that um are my personal favorite and I also really really love 
their probiotics. So two very different things, but you can order them all. Just use my code XOZOE, that's X-O-Z-O-E at checkout, and it'll get 20% off your purchase. So give it a shot and let me know what you think. So I've already asked you all my wrapping up questions, <laughs> and I was just trying to kind of think of one. one. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know why this came to mind because I'm like not even a Swifty at all. Ooh, oh God, I'm not either, Zoe. I'm, I'm not, not a Swifty. I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm like if like you're about to ask me anything about Taylor Swift, I'm not gonna have an answer. No, no, no. No I, offense to her, respect her. Res- res- mad respect, respect, respect for her. Mad respect for her. And like conspiracy theories, like about her like trying to take down the NFL. And or listen, like being I an support Eagles her, fan. whatever she does. What, but I'm not. A, she but does. I don't know really what she's doing. Same. Like, love her. She's from Tennessee. She's getting people uh, to vote. Hell yeah. I'm like, I respect the power of Taylor Swift. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All I know is she's dating some guy in the NFL. My favorite part of t- like being of like watching the Taylor Swift world happen is just like what the girlies are wearing to the heiress tour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm like, when I see a girl post on Instagram who hasn't posted until t- since 2017, I'm like, that is the power of Taylor Swift. Yep. It's like, she and the gets glitter outfit. Dude, I love her power. Like, I she's love, I love what she does, but like, I think she's like the most famous person in the world she's right now. Just, I mean, I don't even know, she, but she's doing great things. With great power comes great responsibility and she's using her power for good, I think. Yeah. You know, giving Some Kansas City a little light, which I love. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I did see this headline the other day that was like, my home, my city is enjoying the spotlight right now or something. And I'm like, hell yeah. I will say I'm not a Chiefs fan. Right. Because they beat the eagles uh, um devastating i'm a titans girl even though we're always bad we've been bad <laughs> since like 1999 no, t- since the year 2000 the titans have been bad same yeah. with the ut vols but that, that is a conspiracy that like she's bef- like befriending the enemy because she's an eagles fan oh but, like, how funny i love that there are conspiracies <laughs> conspiracies about the littlest things i mean it's pretty if she it were to like break as hard and they were to lose the super bowl that would be pretty fucking epic <laughs> But Fingers crossed. <laughs> Go Eagles. Go Eagles. I guess. That's why. But the question is, what era are you entering? Granted, it's not the new year. So like a new no, month. It is kind of. No, it is kind of the new ish year for me, though, because mm-hmm. like I gave up drinking in October 2021. And then I sort of had my sober year and then I am now 2023 and I'm like kind of reentering it. And I am, yeah, I am your moderation past. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the question is what era am mm-hmm. I entering? Um, I'm entering my boy sober era. True. I'm entering, we're going into, we're soon to be 2024. Crazy. Like, all right. I want to take a second to think about it because I do think this is a really important question. Um, I don't have like a capital like capital letter name for this era but I want to just try to explain what I'm sort of feeling myself walk into mm-hmm. you know um, when I was home in Tennessee I was like I want to move home I want to be back home and I was like I miss my family I miss my grandmother who I have a really deep connection with um, we are like very similar, like I am like a kind of a carbon copy of her, you know, yeah. and I, I feel guilty for being out of Tennessee and I feel like I've sort of left the South behind, mm-hmm. um, especially in like a, an upcoming election year and everything. But 
you know, it's my, it's in my nature to just be a caretaker and it's in my nature to like forget all of my goals and responsibilities and dreams and hopes to take care of the people I love. Yeah. And that is not really healthy. You know what I'm saying? And like that also bleeds into my dating life. And so like I truly considered throwing away my life in New York and I have really built some things here. But I was like, I want to like just move back home and do this thing. And like, that's just not what I need right now. Yeah. It's kind of what I want. But I think like with sobriety, you know, it's like understanding what you want and what you need. Yeah. And understanding what you could do and what you should do, you know. And so like, I think I'm entering this era where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm committing to another year in New York. I'm kind of committing to a year without romantic connection because I feel like it's a bit of a scapegoat for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm hesitant to say it because I don't really want to commit to it yet. Yeah. But I am sort of considering another year of like true sobriety, you yeah. know, just to like figure out how to find like responsible and sustainable connection to myself and to others and to like exist in New York city as the person I want to be. Yeah. Because as we've talked about, like New York is so lonely and I sort of like, I'm entering this era of like, it's me against New York (laughs) where I'm like, I want to like see someone I love every day. Mm -hmm. I want to like build the same type of home here that I have in Tennessee and like in New York I've been able to just like date and sort of like feel sort of like shallow connection and have these sort of band-aid relationships with like guys and so I'm entering this era of like this is a really long-winded answer <laughs> no, and no, no, I'm it's so sorry but I just really feel like I'm entering this era of like true and deep responsible connection with myself and others yeah. and 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 to do that for me to learn how to do that I do think that that means I have to have a year of being single and being sober. I think it's like a year of being intentional. Yeah. Like intentional with your relationships. Also like a year of doing it the hard way kind of. Mm -hmm. Because with drinking and smoking weed and dating, it's like those are all ways to quickly feel connection. Yep. To quickly comfort like to quickly soften the blow that's not real true Mm -hmm. exactly and it's like dating someone because i'd rather be dating someone than be lonely i'm sort of just like entering this era of like i am just going to feel everything that i need to feel and sort of do it the hard way you know what i mean yeah like i really don't want to have i want to have a year of like not instant gratification, but maybe like earned gratification. You know, I what I'm love saying? that, and it's so true because I like, I do think that part of the reason that like we get into like situations with like boys and breakups and like kind of like we we create our own chaos to distract exactly. from the real things in life. Exactly, exactly. And removing those like like oh he hasn't texted me back or like this guy hasn't matched with me on Hinge. Exactly. Or, you know, oh my god, I got so drunk last night. Having like those kind of like shallowish things to talk about yeah. makes it so that we don't have to talk about the real things. Right, right. And right. so to be able to like to remove all of that noise and be like, Yes, I'm lonely right now. Or like, you know, I'm f- sad about the fact that my parents are getting older. Right. Or just like things that are 
less fun to talk about right. but need to be addressed right is like the only way that we can and like just having that accept uh, <laughs> another dialectic acceptance of that and then change and then like okay i've processed that like exactly now what can i do for myself to make me feel better about this that doesn't involve smoking a joint or getting blacked out or having like a one night stand like yeah yeah like my my kryptonite is a situationship same same. kryptonite dude i'm like oh let me give you all of my energy and brain power and then i'm just like i'm not and then i feel like shit afterwards exactly and then i'm in this cycle and then i'm like talking to my friends about a situationship that doesn't matter when it's like what's going on with my family what's going on with my friendships mm-hmm. what's going on with my career how do i feel like i'm growing as a person like a situationship smoking weed whatever allows me to ignore all of the things that i really want to water those mm-hmm. are the seeds i want to water yeah mm-hmm. so you know whatever a, an era of getting to know myself by myself an era of, of like yeah and for myself exactly zoe Hope, I love you uh, so much. It's been a pleasure. Where can everyone follow you, listen oh, to your podcast? Uh, you can follow me at Just Hopin' Along, uh, H-O-P-I-N, Hopin' Along. Um, you can find me on Spotify, phoneafriend.pod. Um, and yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. I guess I'll talk oh. to you in a Let's talk again in a year. Or we'll, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. between now and then. But I wonder where we'll be in. I know. Oh my God, October twenty twenty four. It is gonna fly by. Bye-bye. But it's also God, gonna feel like forever. Election too. Ah, okay. Well, see you then. Okay. <laughs>